Hello friends, I'm Susanna April and consider this podcast your invitation to hear God's voice and be encouraged to push past fear on your creative journey. Join me on Insta at Creative Journey Collective to continue the conversation. And now on to today's episode. Hi everyone, I'm so excited today to have my incredible new friend Justina Stevens here with me. Um, It's such an honor to have you here and I'm so excited Justina, welcome. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here with you. It's Yeah, I've just been so encouraged by the Cultivate book by Cageless Birds, and I'm sure we'll get into talking about that a little bit more, but um, I'd just love to hear for anybody that doesn't know you, who you are and where you're from and what your world looks like. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm Justina. I live in North Carolina, and I have been um, a part of the Cageless Birds for the past decade. Um, and I've been working for Jonathan Melissa on and off for a really long time. Um, I came on full-time staff with them 10 years ago. Wow. Um, but I um, kind of grew up around them uh, as family friends. I was at their wedding, which is such so wow. fun to just make jokes about with Melissa. Every <laughs> yeah. now and um, I like attended their camps when I was a teenager. Wow. That's um, awesome. And uh, in 20, let me think, 2008, um, Jonathan and Melissa hosted the first 18-inch journey, which is our discipleship school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just invited eight um, people that had kind of aged out of their camp to come and live on the land for then 40 days just to pursue the heart of the Lord. And so I did that school and got totally wrecked by the wow. love of the Lord. Yeah. Um, I went to it during a summer break when I was in art school. So it really revolutionized even the way I um, approached schooling, approached creativity. Um, And it was such a sweet summer for me and the Lord. Um, And so kind of from there, I just fell in love with this very (laughs) strange school. There was no real curriculum for it. It was just (laughs) kids worshiping with Jonathan Melissa, who are really kids at the time too. <laughs> um, and then, so I came back, I frequented every summer to help run the schools and then came on full-time 10 years ago. And that's when um, we kind of, I just, Jonathan was like, we don't have, we don't really have any money, um, but we love your heart for the Lord for creativity. Will you come dream with us? And so I just came on staff like it's beautiful what the cage spirits has become in the favor of the lord but we really like had very very little and the lord's blessed us tremendously mm, yeah um the past decade so me and melissa really have dreamed up like all of our creative avenues and cultivate's been a really beautiful way for us to share our heart with the world with people yeah. that can't come to our 52 acre farm um so that's like been a really special project. We have six volumes of that. And um, yeah, so I'm the creative director there and I have my hands in a lot of different things. Um, But a big part of my job is teaching visual art and something called visual journaling to um, all of our students, our campers, our retreat guests that come to the land to Mm -hmm. connect with the Lord. So that's like a really special part of my job. Yeah. Um, And a hat I get to wear, so. Yeah, yeah, I've been so blessed by your YouTube um, visual journaling series. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, and in, yeah, I could talk about it for forever, but <laughs> you're also a oh. mom and you have kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's not, yeah. How many feels should I give? I have an amazing husband. He's really yeah. awesome. <laughs> His name is Jake. We've been married for nine years. We have two um, little boys named Jedediah and Bowman. We have our third on the way, which is really exciting. You're amazing. Um, the, the, boys, the boys come to work with us every day. So oh, it's like it's so a little touch of chaos. And, um, but I'm really blessed to get to be near my family every day. Like yeah. That. So, yeah, yeah. So special. Oh, I just, um, yeah, we've been married 10 years as well. And all well, this year, 10 years. And it's beautiful to journey with the Lord for that length of time with someone so closely and to see. Yeah. That he sure. takes you and what he's what he's doing, you know. So, um, what a beautiful like world you guys have. I just love yeah. it. <laughs> it's just it, it's different. It's it is really different than other people's worlds. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so special. Um, I have something in my eye. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if you're crying or if you well, I, I probably would be crying, but I generally. <laughs> I don't think I've said anything <laughs> profound, but, you know. Oh, so funny. Anyway, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so to to really kick us off with just uh, just a bit about, like, to go a little bit deeper, I would love to hear what you love most about Jesus. Yeah. Um, what a, a broad, beautiful I question. know, it's so broad. <laughs> um, but when I... I do think that what I love most about him is that he, um, for like, I'm 35, and since I really decided to follow Jesus, uh, he's always come close, Hmm. and I think that's what I love most about him. When I've made my biggest messes, um, I have always felt him rush in when I ask, when I'm doing amazing and I ask him to come close he's there and so I just I think that just the consistency of his commitment and and covenant to us I think to me it's just overwhelming really um and that is my favorite thing just the his consistency so amen I love that I love that I feel like that's been really key in my journey too (laughs) sure yeah yeah just it's just like that John Dolo song where he just says, um, you know, all my fountains are in you. I have everything, you know, that I need. Mm-hmm. And it's the Lord saying, it's just like, just keep come back, keep coming back to me. Like, just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I could just shout that song from the rooftop sometimes because I'm like, I just don't get it right pretty much ever. But I know that if I just draw near the Lord, he'll, he'll be right there to meet me and he'll draw near to me. Um, so anyway side tangent I would love to hear about the creative journaling your journey with how the Lord brought you there and um even some of the prompts you've come up with I just yeah whatever you'd love to share about that I just I've been so blessed by it yeah yeah um so I have just loved a book Uh, I've loved journaling since I was really young Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say about, I think when I was, how old was I? I I think about around 17, um, I started really getting interested in just the movement of visual journaling, which really like is a pretty delightful and quirky art movement in, in the visual art world. Um, I'd say like there was, uh, there's a, quite a population of it in the 90s and early Mm -hmm. 2000s and it was just so fascinating to me um and really inspiring and um I hadn't really received a ton of um technical training by then and so I just loved the idea of that I could explore in a book and then I could shut it and no one needed to see anything and it was Mm. kind of this um like as a teenager, this, this, um, healthy secret I could keep. Mm. Um, I grew up in like a really large church and my family was deeply involved in. And I think that, um, like a gift of it was that I always knew Jesus very Mm. young and then kind of a shadow of it was that I felt very much so like I, I couldn't ever have a private moment with Jesus if that made sense. It might sound dramatic, but that's how it felt as a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So this like, I don't know, this idea of just having something that could be sacred that no one really cared about, mm. but I, I could care about so much yeah, was really yeah. um, interesting and appealing to me. Um, and then I like really fell for um, visual art in my late teens and got some training and worked really hard to get into an art program in college. And I think even there it hit, it hit harder, even deeper. Like there's all this work I have to make for my professors, for my class that I love and I'm enjoying. Um, But I just found even more like drawing, painting, creating 
messing with textiles and different media in a book that no one got to see with the Lord was very, very nourishing for me. Mm. So um, in college, I like had my, like I tried to gather a small group of friends and we would just sit in coffee shops and just paint and I would teach them like little fun things like blind contours and gestural drawings and just kind of teach them how to um, like exist comfortably in a book. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's really kind of where it started in my Mm -hmm. late teens, college years. And I had an amazing professor that actually was um, very much so involved in the visual journaling movement world. Um, And he was just so kind to me and he did not know the Lord. He was quite a wild person but as a professor he carried such a such a tender compassionate teaching presence and Mm. so he really encouraged this thing in me that just loved the idea of working in a book and so I think honestly um from there I think college um like everyone's life in their 20s um life just started getting more complicated for me um, you know, had some good heartbreaks in there. <laughs> I, I think that when I would open my book and sit before the Lord and just say, God, we please come close to me. And I would draw or paint. I like, that is where I experienced his consistency more than, than anything. Yeah, like wow. he, he just had such a respect for my need for quiet and silence and and in a really healthy way at the time like just privacy mm. um I'm from like a very big loud Puerto Rican family and I mm. adore that <laughs> but like there the Lord just really did in a way woo me with like it's okay for you to need space it's okay mm. that you don't want to be loud all the time even though that's a very special part of you Um, so yeah, I think from there, I, um, honestly just really struggled with a lot of depression, a lot of heavy feelings, um, struggle with my mental health and what really got me through was just, um, asking the Lord questions, um, and trying to get myself out of the emotional slump, um, Mm. that I could get in. I think a lot of it had to do with just art school and, thinking that I was pursuing one thing and continually getting something else in return. Like I wanted, um, I wanted to meet professors that like loved and and burned for their craft and weren't cynical yet. And I got professors that looked at me and said, there's no chance you can have a family if you want a real career here. And it was just so like, it just tore, it just tore me apart. Cause I'm like, Mm. I, these are two of my dreams are family and creativity and, people I'm admiring and respecting and asking for advice or just telling me that I have to throw one away. And yeah, wow, it's really hard, hard yeah. for me. So I think asking the Lord questions and trying to do gratitude when gratitude wasn't my natural propensity. So, you know, I'd be sitting in a coffee shop and I would just start drawing shapes and just being like, I feel really depressed, God, like, please, help me and just being deciding like, okay, every shape I drew, let's let that represent a place where God is already answering me. Like you Mm. can stay with Jesus. You can do this. Like you can, (laughs) you know, and so that, or, um, you know, just having falling outs with friends and just sitting and ripping up paper and gluing it all over the page and drawing on top of it and just asking the Lord, like, what part do I have to play in this? <laughs> you yeah. know, and drawing the part of me that doesn't want to take responsibility for the places that where I can damage people. And so honestly, like how I came up with a lot of prompts is I just would flip through a lot of what I did and I'd just say, okay, cool. Like we could probably make this into a lesson. <laughs> um, so good. Yeah. So I, I had a really... Am I talking too long? Is this okay? No, this is great. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, good. Um, I had a, a really terrible car accident when I was 22, my senior year of college. Wow. Um, and I shattered my, my pelvis. I broke my sacrum. Oh. I cracked all my ribs. I hurt like, my spleen, did a number to 
all my female organs and was in the ICU. Like it was like, I definitely almost died. And, um, I'd say that that moment, cause I was in a bed for months, couldn't walk for months, Mm. uh, really lost all of my independence, Mm. (laughs) all of my privacy. Um, literally I'm 22 and to recover, they put a hospital bed in my parents' like open concept house. (laughs) (laughs) So I just sat there and I just like my, my book was really my only place where I had, um, autonomy, honestly, at the time, like my beautiful mother was bathing me, like my, my (laughs) parents, like they just, took me back in. It was such, it was an oddly redemptive time where the Lord really healed our relationship. But that is where a ton of um, our 18-inch journey curriculum, visual journaling curriculum came from. Yeah, wow. Season of just like, it was kind of like a forced sabbatical of sitting. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. And so that's where a lot of, uh, like probably we just went over the, um, the syllabus like last week with my art team because we're about to teach another two-month school but probably like 50% of our our lessons that we teach for two months were something born from that season wow. so yeah I just I just love how the Lord takes painful hard seasons and he creates you know beauty and gold that you never would have ever thought but you decided to come to him and place that you know, surrender before him and say like, okay, we're going to, there's going to be some, something come out of this. And maybe at the time you didn't realize, you know, that you would be using all of this, you know, incredible yes, material. <laughs> like that was not the motive. Yeah. <laughs> the motive was absolute survival. <laughs> yeah. But like you, yeah, you, you placed your heart before him and you didn't shy back, you know, like where some people, like, I guess a majority of people might slump into like even deeper depression. You decided yeah. to process actively with the Lord and um, it, yeah, paid off in a really beautiful way uh, where people all around the world have been blessed by, yeah, I guess, your own journey and history with the Lord. Um, yeah. And that's really special. It is. It's also very odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a mix of it for sure and I think probably one of the biggest walls I've um really had to climb and Melissa's Melissa's one of my dearest friends so Mm. she like she and I have just had the constant conversation of letting people in like deciding Mm. like that season was such a gift to me and had so much healing and it's Mm. closed and like Justina, you can be brave and, and let the world into that. Yeah, wow. And so that's been um, something I'm really grateful for, like the friends that just see the the storyline, even when I haven't been able to see or yeah. I I haven't considered the, the things that I've processed with the Lord very profound. It mm-hmm. just feels like a life, like mm. a life I love. I love my life. Yeah. But just... It is um, not what I set out to do yeah, in yeah. this place. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'm, it's because you're really obedient. Thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful for the places where yeah. it's helped people like you. And, like, it's such a, like, that is, I do think that's when we become wounded healers, you know. Yeah. Like, um, when we have the privilege of really impacting people because it these those little prompts are so simple but they cost me so much yeah yeah and I know they cost the Lord a lot too yes yeah 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 Yeah. thank you thank you for saying yes to that because I can't imagine even how hard it was the first time to really put yourself and your heart on the line in that way um Mm. Yeah, I feel like I count the cost often, but Jesus is worth it. Um, so, yeah, so beautiful. What would you say to somebody, I guess? I just I was just thinking and I felt the Lord prompted, like maybe right now there's somebody listening to this that's in a really intense suffering season. 
um, and they, you know, have really come to the end of themselves. Like what encouragement could you bring um, to that heart right now, you know, about even from your own experience? Sure, yeah. Well, I I think that... I just think that there is no model um, to get through a hard season. Mm-hmm. And I I think that a lot of times we can be so hard on ourselves when we are struggling with mental health, when we are in seasons of grief, mm-hmm. uh, seasons of loneliness, of loss. It's just so easy to be so hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that my biggest piece of advice is, um, like just knowing that it is okay, that this is really hard Mm. and that the Lord is not afraid of really hard Mm. and that humanity has this profound resilience when we're submitted to Jesus, that we can get through hard things. Yeah, wow. Um, and that we can actually um, experience the mystery of transforming. The hardest thing about being in a hard season is that you do lose a part of yourself, mm. um, that you can't always get back, um, especially in seasons of loss or grief, um, and even just seasons of struggle. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when we surrender to the Lord, we actually realize that that part of us isn't really serving us anymore. And the mm-hmm. Lord has this this beautiful new layer of who we are that he's introducing us to. Like the really hard seasons teach us that we have way more perseverance than we thought. Mm. I think when I look back at like 25-year-old Justina, and I look at myself now, I think what I feel more than anything for my 25-year-olds, I have so much compassion. Like, yeah. But also, like, oh, like, what you need more than anything is, is perseverance. Yeah. And, and is, is the character that this is going to turn up in you. Like, yeah, yeah. I struggled so much with chronic pain after my accident, and I just wanted to disappear some days. <laughs> Mm. you know and I just think like Jesus just being like I'm here today I'm present we can do like we we can do this yeah yeah um like I'm just so grateful for that tension you know yeah yeah it is I a tension <laughs> for sure I yeah <laughs> I'm unfortunately in such a season of tension I lost my father in June yeah. so it's just been I mean for anyone listening, you've, you've found me in a raw, a beautiful raw state, you know, I just yeah. loved my dad so much, you know, but there's a, like, he is with the Lord now. Yeah. And the reality is, is there's a, there's a part of me I will, I'll never get back. Mm. Um, and that is sad. Yeah. And that's really worth me grieving. Like I, I, mm. That piece of me, I, I can't have back until I'm in eternity and mm. I get to see Jesus face to face, you know. And so I'm grieving my father, but I'm also grieving the, the part of me that I won't get back. But also I'm being patient with the part of me that's emerging that the Lord made. This part of me would never be able to emerge um, without like loss and yeah yeah so yeah I just think anyone listening like you are so significant to the heart of the Lord and Mm. you can do this and Mm. the like the presence of discouragement the presence of lies the presence of you just not wanting to fight is proof that you have an enemy that doesn't want you to receive yeah yeah that comes at the end of suffering or sometimes yeah. just in the middle of suffering. Amen. So I just yeah. think like take a deep breath and just practice like a lot of compassion because life just smacks you really hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus is 
the gift in it all. So yeah, oh, be nice. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful, Justina. So encouraging. Um, and something that I've I have had deeper revelation about, even as you're speaking, just being reminded of um, the fact that you know, on this side of eternity, we get to choose to love Him in pain and suffering and hardship. Um, mm-hmm. And what a gift that is to his heart because, yeah, in heaven we won't need to. <laughs> no, it's um, really something. Yeah, like for the rest of eternity we won't need to choose to love him in the midst of such adversity. Um, yeah. So I think that that is a really beautiful encouragement to be and, and what you're saying about um, perseverance and, and letting him come close. I think that he's in the business of doing that um, even when we don't think it um, or see it or discern it even. I feel like sometimes I'm just in in a cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Lord, you're somewhere over there. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, thank you for that. That was really special. That was a beautiful encouragement. Um, I just have one more question before we kind of wrap this up. I guess it's just about what it looks like and you have spoken about this so much already, but what it looks like to walk out creativity with the father when it comes to, um, I guess, like the balance of performance and being artistic and um, all the layers and motives (laughs) and do I show up or do I hide and hide myself, hide my art on or my creativity under a bushel or do I, you know, like, will I be seen as proud? What will I think of me? Like all that identity stuff. Um, that's not a clear question, but <laughs> I would love to hear. <laughs> I, understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would just love oh. to hear what your journey has been or what, uh, yeah, what you would say to someone even that's in the midst of that or yeah, just identity and, the yeah. voice yeah sure hmm well <laughs> it's a whole can of worms <laughs> I do love a can of worms sometimes <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the best of my ability and honestly when I'm 45 I might just think that this was the silliest answer <laughs> well we'll do for what we can yeah um I I really believe that the privilege of an artist, um, a visual artist, musician, photographer, like I think just in the whole art world, a, a great privilege we have is that at the end of the day, our work and our the work of our hands reflects us in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't, I can't like go to a figure drawing class where I'm drawing someone else's figure and body and proportions and not somehow accidentally implement my own proportions into that drawing. Like it is just this like cork that every artist has. They put a piece of themselves, even if they're fighting really hard not to, they put it in there. And so I think that when we're really connected to our reason for creating and we want ourselves mm. put into what we're making, um, the privilege we have is that Um, It's very obvious what's happening in us. (laughs) So if you're going through a tough time, I do think that in some ways that will be reflected in your work. And that's not even in a negative way. Um, I think that if whatever season you're in, I just remember when I had my first son, Jed, six years ago, um, I like before I was pregnant with him, there was such such a resistance in me to abstract painting abstraction in general I'm like we're not doing that we will yeah. do this <laughs> in excellence and yes. you know like, and then I got pregnant with them and it's like my my head and my body just separated and the only thing I could do was like abstraction and studies of color and I felt like what is happening to me and yeah there was just this this switch like I was becoming a, a mother like everything changes when you become a mom like mm. everything, everything mentally like talk about never getting a version of yourself but I will never get yeah. <laughs> the unmother part of me and I'm I'm happy I'm okay with that you know yeah but I I do think that we have this privilege of like 
whatever's happening in here just gets out. Yeah. And I, I do consider it a privilege. And I think that it's really, really, um, that also can be a very tough um, mountain for us to scale as well. And I think yeah. that it can be a very telling, sometimes humiliating um, reality that what's happening in here gets out there and the, everyone gets to see it. Um, and so I think there's that dilemma also of um, the, their work is made to be heard, work is made to be seen, work is made to be interacted with, um, depending on whatever your craft or your art form is. And so we have this like side of us that like we can't not put ourselves into something. And then you have the reality that you're making something to not be judged, but people judge because mm. we're here, <laughs> mm. you know, and it's like, even when I go into museums, I always take a deep breath and posture myself appropriately because I'm not in there to criticize work that's older than me and a symbol of culture and profound breakthrough in the art world. Like that's not my place, you know, mm. but I do think in our just humanity, like we just, mm. it's like, oh, I could do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that, it's really, it's a real tough one because mm. we have to face the facts that there are going to be people that love us and hate us. And mm. even when we're close to Jesus mm. and we're living a life of clean hands and a pure heart before the Lord, they are yeah. going to be people that love us and hate us. And so I think um, then you put like being an artist on the side and then we're just talking about this is just a, a person wall to scale that I'm not going to be loved and admired for everything I do. And sometimes I'm going to be criticized and um, pushed out, ostracized for mm. this, you know? And so I think, I think for an artist, it's just sometimes a little more blatant, like, yeah, well, yeah. So not sell this month. I've been rejected. Yeah. Whereas if I was an accountant, I would just do the taxes and yeah. get paid. Right. Yeah. And so I think that we have this dilemma where, um, as an artist, you just, it's so personal. Yeah. And so I, I think that like the first thing is, is, um, someone that decides to devote their life to art and a craft. I just want to say you're brave mm. that what we are doing is we are generating and moving a cultural, a, a culture forward. Like mm. we look at um, so much of World War Two, and one of the one of the things that um, Nazi Germany did was collect a lot of art and actually mm. start removing, cult removing culture. Mm. You know, because um, these visual reminders of where we've come from—they're so powerful, mm. mm -hmm. and they they do bring significance to people and the yeah, people. Yeah. That is the profound role of an artist is we yeah. remind people who they are and where they belong and that we're here for a reason. Yeah, wow. And um, there's just so many stories of people encountering art and then encountering God. Because at yeah. the end of the day, you, like, people can separate them, but there are these really magical moments when people camp and then yeah. they, they encounter a God and a part of themselves that wants to fight for something greater than themselves so that's a bit of a tangent love it but all of that to yeah. say I think that it's it's a lot of brave work and it's typically a bit more rapid maybe than um an accountant or yeah maybe um I won't even say a teacher because you're just working with kids and they're tough so <laughs> it's like a lot of metamorphosis that has to happen yeah, in well, but vulnerable like the it's journey yeah, yeah. yeah and vulnerability I guess it should produce honesty before the Lord not always sometimes we hide a bit but <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but I think I kind of lost my train of thought what were we talking about like what <laughs> I loved it. Just even, just so good. Just even identity, like when it comes to, yes. yeah, how we see ourselves as creators, you know, creatives. Yeah. Yes. So I think that to kind of 
round off that thought. I think that the reality is, is whether you're an artist or not, we're actually all on this journey of identity. Mm. Um, and we do put ourselves in a really vulnerable position um, because the parts of us that we're putting in our work um, do sometimes get torn apart or praised. Yeah. So I think, I think that one of the most important things to remember is we're all on this journey of identity, compassion towards ourselves, like adopting actually what God speaks in his word over and over again about his, yeah. his children and what he thinks about us and the security he's provided for us. I just think like, I just, there's this part of me that like in my work, I'm putting more of myself in there than ever, but it's less of the parts of myself that can get wounded by a person's opinions. Yeah. And I, I only think that that happens with experience with Jesus and, and trust equity that you've built with the Lord. And if someone doesn't love it, that's actually okay because I know that this came from this pure place in my heart, Mm. this pure process. Like it's okay if it makes you uncomfortable and you don't like the composition. Like that's, that actually isn't a threat to me because I'm not doing this to fill my identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just doing this because I feel the call to um, carry on this beautiful legacy of visual creativity that seals and defines and covers culture and yeah, yes. I, I think that, that yeah, I think that's really important. Mm. Like, to, yeah, like it's tough, but it <laughs> does it gets better the longer you just stick with yep. it. So. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And even I feel like I'm still such a baby in this area. I have some months where I'm like, yes, I'm not finding identity in what I do or what I create. <laughs> and then some months I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. Um, yeah. But it, it is that sense of like coming back again and again, like, Lord, am I, am I being with you? And is that the primary well that I'm drawing from? And yeah. how do I, how do I, look at you daily and just connect with your heart first and know that that this I could lay it down and never pick it up again and I'd be fine yeah um that would be very hard ask (laughs) but I could do it you know like I could yeah it would be hard but I could (laughs) um yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah so many beautiful thoughts Thank you, Justina. Thank you for coming and jumping on here and sharing your heart. It's been so, I I feel so encouraged. Oh, yeah. Um, And before we. You ask me questions. You got me all wired. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have any last minute questions? What did I write down here? Um, Oh, I feel like that was all the main things. Really, you just hit it on the head. I mean, I really just, I really just like. I love your your style too and how it's emerged over the years too. Like um, I, I love abstract. It's my favorite. And yeah. so I find like the Lord shows up for me when I can just let loose and just be with him. In, and it was interesting hearing just before how you were saying you'd never really done abstract art much before or enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Jed. Yeah. <laughs> then and he so- ruined everything brilliantly. <laughs> So what do you love most about it? Abstract. Yeah. I think I'm kind of switching out. Like we're oh, just kind of. Yes, pivoting. <laughs> um, what do I... But I, I do love it. I mean, I love, I think I love, uh, I love the juxtaposition of color. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that you can put color and texture together and it can, um, simultaneously make you uneasy but make you also feel thoughtful or you can put these two colors together and there's like this soothing presence and I love that Mm. when anyone I I love how uncomfortable it makes people feel like I I had there's like this painting right here it, it was too precious to me to sell but I installed it in a gallery last year and I just I love just the different people that just come up and they're like, so what does it mean? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think it means? Yeah. That's the point of this, that we could have yeah. a conversation, we could come to the table and 
that this means something very deep to my heart, but that doesn't necessarily need to be the thing that means something deeply to your heart. Like what's, mm. what's stirring in you? What is making you uncomfortable? And so I love the conversation it sparks. And I, I do just love color. I love mm. messing with it and, too, yeah. pushing and pulling it. And so I do, I think that's probably what I love most about abstract is just how it, it just requires conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah. yeah, I just love, um, I love too just how abstraction emerged and. Yeah. How- even with motherhood, like, do you <laughs> find that that's altered your outlet when it comes to like your art form and creativity? Like, yeah. I think, I think so. I think that there was, I started, so all of the um, Cultivate Volume 4 work in there, I all did when I was pregnant with Jed, so like seven Mm. years ago. And um, so that was like one thing where I could like really control it and contain it. And then all of a sudden I had a two-year-old and I was like, you know what, I'm tired you just do this with me. So I can even there I installed in this collaborative gallery, like when he was two years old and I, I just submitted a piece that he and I did together. Love it. And, um, I think it was a handful of pieces, but the whole concept of it was that, um, that phrase that my college professor seared in my mind that I can't be an artist and have a family. And so I did this whole series of work with, with him just like submitting that lie to the Lord. And that was the whole point. And it wasn't even really supposed to look good. Like the, mm-hmm. the I'm, I'm still generating work and this um, beautiful being that's learning to speak English is coming and, and he's allowed in my work and I just got accepted into a gallery showing and we're still here. Wow. So that's awesome. I think that was that was a little bit of my like kind of sticking it to the man, but also yeah. it was really when I was unraveling like it was very emotional for me. Yeah, like yeah. my mother and deciding to cross over. So yeah. Yeah. And finding time. <laughs> and finding time. <laughs> What a fun journey that is. But that's awesome. So cool. I love, I, I'm still struggling. I'm still on that journey of like, do I let my three-year-old touch my paintings? That's, that's the question. Actually, this is about this painting right here. I, yes. Um, this is so unprofessional, but I think that you're not going to show this to the world, but you might, if you want to, you can. I was finishing this painting. Woo! I was finishing this painting and this like mark right here so this wasn't here yeah 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 I had it on my easel at, at home and with the with the oil stick next to it <laughs> and my son Jedediah who painted with me when he was two all the time um woke up early and and made that mark on there and he was like so poised and like oh, <laughs> I went ahead and I just I I, I did that mark and I didn't even hear what he said because he was so like soothed and not worried that it would be a problem. And then I was like, oh my, wait, oh my, Jed. And he was like, <laughs> and then I just stared at it for a while. And I was like, actually, that was exactly what it needed. Like, I, I think it's done. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I promptly removed the painting from my easel. And that's, yeah. I think that's the last painting I've painted at my house. But I, it was just like the only reason he so confidently did that. It's like one of my, one of those brilliant marks in the piece to me. I like adore it, but he, we just did so much together. It, yeah. I could not finish that painting to save my life. And then he just did it. I was like, it's perfect. He's got it. <laughs> and it's also just like, he, yeah, he knows that you, yeah, you're his mom and he's like you accept him and you know like he's looking for your approval and it's just so beautiful that you just took that so beautiful calmly I I, I, I love that moment I'm like I am a Christian like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be my standard response so no. you know. oh no. I'll be honest I've not had some great parenting moments with my studio like I came in once and my my daughter had um I have all this house paint 
and she yeah. had poured it all over my floors and I like Ooh. I painted my floors to be this checkered pattern and I've got this huge glue mark on my floor now I can't get it off um and I was just like "Ah!" (laughs) it's not my best parenting moment but later I was like you know what it adds character to my floors and I'm okay with that and so now I've accepted it and you're a painter you know like it I know I know it was a very very large blue spot (laughs) man I'm sorry it's fine it's fine I just I like mess but controlled <laughs> yeah <laughs> but in like uh, like uh, 15 years you're like gonna sit and just touch that blue spot and I'll just be staring at it scribble and just be crying because our kids are gone yes. <laughs> we're like oh this is terrible I know I know I've been crying so much lately to that new Corey Asbury song like these are the days that we'll want back and I'm like oh, oh. yeah yes lord I will want these back it's actually really helped ground me in motherhood recently come on Um, yeah like literally walking my kids places and being like yes it's okay this takes all day you know I just (laughs) yeah it's the lord he recenters us in moments of motherhood when we feel uh, I I often feel like oh time is wasted but yeah he's working on my heart (laughs) yeah how old is your oldest she's about to turn four Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's just three. About to be awesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. four, five, and six are like. All the hard work pays off. <laughs> I have a friend. Like, we are going to make this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's encouraging. My my son's about to turn two, and he's the one that's crazy right now in the best way possible. But yeah. He's been <laughs> the last two days. He's gotten obsessed with this helmet, and so he's wearing his helmet everywhere, and he won't take it off. <laughs> That's sweet, and it's so cute. Um, except when you want to get him changed, and then we have a full-on rage party because we can't take the clothes off with the helmet on. <laughs> take the helmet off, put it back on. Anyway, this is whole deal. But it's I was like, oh. when it's off, and then soothing when it's back on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uncomfortable too. It's not even. <laughs> My luggage had a helmet stage. It's a bright orange <laughs> helmet. Yeah, it's a time yes. in a little boy's life. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I, it, I've been, I've been loving it. But then there's moments I'm like, oh, I guess it's just like when you come to the Lord in weakness and yeah. you say, okay, I'm gonna do this thing in weakness, like motherhood, <laughs> yeah. and also creativity and running a business or ministry or my husband's a ministry and I'm like okay all of these things I am 100% doing in weakness um but he's kind and he shows up in my weakness if I come to him weak and needy and motherhood is one of those things like oh man I'm I'm very weak (laughs) it really does it helps me stay close to Jesus you know yes (laughs) just like I don't like we don't have another choice than God at this point because <laughs> yes. we need him close. These kids are crazy. <laughs> yes. Oh, they are. They're crazy. They are. Um and beautiful. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> uh I like to wrap up, I would just love for you to pray for us, especially yeah. um in particular anybody that is wrestling with identity or suffering or just those things we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be so, so good. Of course, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Lord, I thank you that, um, that you are so close. Hmm. And I even acknowledge your closeness to every person listening. I ask that um, that the the soothing reality that you're not going anywhere and that you're not in a hurry would wash over every listener today. Mm, Yes, Lord. God, you understand where each of us are at and the unique stories we're bringing to the table and the points of pain that we can't resolve on our own. And we just say, God, you are, you are close and you are capable 
Yes. And I ask God that you would comfort what only you can comfort in the hearts of every person listening today. Mm. And I ask God for a resurgence of hope in their lives, for a resurgence of inspiration in each of their process. Lord, I ask for um, clear eyes to look at life as a gift, um, whether they're in a season of despair or a season of plenty. Mm, yes, Lord. Lord, we, um, yeah, I speak in endurance to every heart that needs it and patience to every heart that needs it. Mm, yes, Lord. Lord. Thank you for Susanna and this podcast, for her risk, God, and just thank you that risk is so attractive to you. So I ask that every person listening that's really taking a risk, God, that they would feel um, the assurance of how proud you are of them. Mm, yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Mm, yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Justina. That was yeah. beautiful. Um, if anyone would like to support you guys in ministry or, yeah, What's to even get in contact in some way? How would they do that? Yeah. Um, so, yes, everyone on our staff actually lives off of support, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Um, so all of our – a great way to support our ministry is just to go to shop.cagelsbirds and buy our goods. Mm -hmm. All of that helps actually pay our electric bill. It keeps us running. It's such a gift. And then everyone on our staff um, raises support for their family. So if y'all wanted to support my family, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you could go to cagelsbirds.com. And then there's a tab up there that says support. And you can find my family. We're Jake and Justina Stevens. And there's a link that leads you there and all that good stuff. So Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So good. Yeah. You guys should definitely do that because um, – it's it's a beautiful faith journey you guys live in the season you're in and um, takes a lot of courage to do that and to live this way and it's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and we need people like the world and the Christian community globally needs people like you to say yes to to living this way, to, um, yeah, creating incredible things like the Cultivate Journal and the 18-inch journey and discipling mm -hmm. the next generation. It's very powerful what you guys are doing to shape hearts to like go after the Lord for the rest of their lives. Like, um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you guys. Oh yes. By you. Thank, thank you. you for sharing today. Yeah, so for sure. For sure. All right. See ya. See you. <laughs> if you have been encouraged by this episode, please DM me with a testimony. I would love to hear. Also, rating the show would really bless my heart. And just FYI, I also sell beautiful, encouraging art prints, phone cases, and products on my shop website, which are designed to help encourage you to grow in love with Jesus in your everyday. So go check them out at SuzanneApril.com. Thanks for listening, friends. I'm really blessed by you.